We just watched one of the most important hours in Star Wars history. I will say, let's immediately start off with the most important thing about it. Space waffles are now canon. (laughs) But we'll talk more about everything else we learned in the season finale of The Mandalorian Season 2 on this episode of the Learning Geeks Star Wars After Show, starting right now. So that's some different music, which is probably where the whole thing started, right? Like you knew that this episode of The Mandalorian was going to be different because the opening theme was different. Did you notice that? I did. And it was so good. So it was good. a really great version. So yeah. I want to I go back to the space waffles. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it, did, is space Getty a thing at all? I didn't see it on the menu. So, so l- l- let me explain this really quick. Is, is you guys know that a couple of years ago, I took on as a learning goal trying to learn how to read Oribesh, the written language of the Star Wars universe. And the plague of that is that whenever you see a bunch of Oribesh on a screen, whether you're watching one of the animated shows or the Mandalorian, you hit pause and you start, wait, what does that say? And I'm still not proficient enough that I can read it as quick as English, right? I've kind of kind of got to go letter by letter and decode it a little bit. But in the, the menu that was on the wall of the cantina, when they, go and they find Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many things on the menu item, which I think are all going to be funny. At some point I will freeze frame and I will decode them all. But the one that really jumped out at me was space waffles. That's awesome. And by the way, for anybody that was listening from, uh, from here on out, there will be spoilers from the season finale. of Mandalorian. <laughs> you better watch it. You better watch it. <laughs> I, I texted my boys today. I'm like, you better watch it before it gets spoiled because it's a well, big, it's a big week. Well, the the two days after, no, it's three days after. My rule is starting to be three days. That's it. That's all you get. Right. And yeah. then I was on a, I was on a call and and I was on with a couple fans too that you know that, from our team. And I mentioned Grogu, and he's like, and someone's like, wait, who? I'm like, oh crap, you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, actually, let's let's start let's start off with the you know the rancor in the room. I think about this finale uh, that just blew my mind was it was Luke Skywalker who answered the call. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was not what I was expecting. I was expecting expecting Mace. Well, I the first thing I was expecting was Ezra. Same here, Uh, right? Because of you know, and and if you watch. Star Wars Rebels. Uh, I'm going to spoil that for you too. But at, at at the very very end of Rebels, we see Ahsoka uh, connecting with Sabine, and they go off to look for Ezra, who has disappeared somewhere across the other side of the universe with Grand Admiral Thrawn. So when they name dropped Grand Admiral Thrawn at the end of the episode with Ahsoka, I was like, okay, so it's going to be Ezra. Who's going to show up? And then that's going to spin off into the Ahsoka miniseries. When they announced the Ahsoka series last week on the Disney mm-hmm. investor call, I was like, it's going to be him. But then I started thinking, how awesome would it be if it was Mace Windu? Mm-hmm. That's where my you head know, was. Oh, I really wanted to be Mace. I thought that that was good. And so, so during the episode today, that X-Wing comes by the window. And my first thought was, 
oh, it's the Rangers, right? It's because we've seen the the space cop uh, X-Wing guys a couple of times now. But then it was just one. And I was like, oh, no, that's Red 5. Oh, yeah. oh, no. And then when he got up, I'm like, well, it could be. It still could be Ezra who's coming off with the cloak and everything. But then it was the green lightsaber. And I was like, oh, man, they are doing this. <laughs> So I, my moment in that, I actually thought Ezra the whole time until I saw the X-Wing. And then I thought, oh my gosh, they're actually going to bring Luke. Because yeah. I was like, I don't think, I, I couldn't think of a time that Ezra was ever on an X-Wing, nor, you know, maybe he picked right. one up in between. But I'm like, I think they're doing Luke. I think they're going to do Luke. And then there was a shot with him in the cloak and it, it was a camera from behind and they slightly raised up his cloak and you could see the lightsaber. I'm like, it's it. And I cheered like crazy. My, <laughs> and I walked great. upstairs after the episode and my wife, my wife was like, what happened in that episode? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, if you saw me 15 minutes later, I was not cheering. And that's probably what we'll talk about. All right. So this is, a, this is a simple question, but can, yeah. you, can you demystify the color of lightsabers for me? I mean, sure. red, red, green, black. I understand the dark saber, but uh, okay, yeah. So, so canonically, yeah. Most Jedi lightsabers are blue or green. The color of your lightsaber is dependent on the ki- color of the kyber crystal. The kyber crystal that powers yeah. your lightsaber. Right. So, canonically, most Jedi lightsabers are blue or green, uh, and then the Sith ones are red. Uh, and it's because when you become a Sith, you you bleed a kyber crystal. You basically infuse it with evil, and that's what turns it into a red kyber crystal. That's why the Siths are all red. But then we had a few different colors. So Mace Windu's was purple. Uh, the, the Jedi Temple Guards was yellow. We know at the end of Rise of the Skywalker that Rey's blade is yellow. Um, Ahsoka's newer lightsabers are white now. They have white blades. So we've got a, a few different colors that are kind of that are kind of in the mix. So that's the canon. The the real story is George Lucas is like, it's blue or green. If you're a Jedi, it's red. If you're a Sith. And then Mace Windu's <laughs> like, how about purple? Love- <laughs> yeah. Purple. Yeah, that was Samuel L. Jackson's just Samuel L. Jackson. Purple. Yeah. And there, there's a really great scene where he says that to George, and then George is like, maybe yours will be purple. <laughs> and, and it's good so it's kind of gone off from there all right well but thanks yeah. thanks for clarifying that yeah. i just uh, that's always been a curiosity for me yeah and, and i think story story point the reason why luke's blade was green in jedi and beyond was just so you knew that it wasn't that lightsaber it's that he different lost one. at the end of empire yeah. it was a new one that he built himself so yeah so that was pretty amazing so i think i, I was thinking about it today i i think he is the first character from the any of the movies, any of the main movies that's appeared in the Mandalorian, right? I mean, we've gotten the ones from the animated shows, but am I missing somebody? Well, besides Boba Fett, of course. But well, Boba um, Fett, yeah, yeah. But Duh. but but besides him, any any Jedi? No, right, right. Well, because there hasn't been really any Jedi other than Ahsoka that has come up, and technically she's not even a Jedi because she gave that up. But um. But yeah, the, he, he's the only one. And I've already, of course, read some stuff after I uh, watched it this morning. And I think people are a little worried that it may become too, add too many things from the saga. But I think that that's okay 
for what they've done with Luke because it was very quick. It also had a little bit of a connection in my mind to that scene in Rogue One where Vader just went through the hall, you know, on the ship, right. just went through um, uh, the crew. And then it kind of had that same vibe, which was pretty cool. And that really is at his peak of his power. So all the canon, when they talk, like the old, you know, the books and stuff of, of Luke beyond Return of the Jedi, they show how powerful he really is. I mean, you still see that in Last Jedi. I mean, don't get me wrong. He still did a powerful force technique, but you got to see him wield a lightsaber pretty impressively. There were a lot of people who didn't like The Last Jedi who are wrong, by the way. And the reason they didn't like The Last Jedi was because they were expecting to see Uber Jedi God mode Luke Skywalker in action. And you, you didn't quite get you didn't get that really. You did but well you didn't you, in you, a different you, way. You kinda they got it you kinda fight. got it in this episode of The Mandalorian. You got it in this yeah, they they you, better you, be happy now. Well you got it and and actually I would like to take a shout out to a colleague of mine, Karen. Uh Karen the whole time has saying, I, she's like, I really want Luke to show up. He's like, she's like, I have a really great feeling he's coming up in this last episode. And, and I had no idea how it would happen, but clearly there was, but I just didn't think, I, I really strongly believed it was Ezra. It was going to be Ezra. Yeah. Um, and they were going to stay out of the, the Star Wars, or I'm sorry, the Skywalker canon. And um, so anyway, she's been predicting it the last couple of weeks of it's going to be Luke. But the reason she really wanted Luke was to a little bit of redemption for what she, she saw as you didn't understand why he was that way in last Jedi. This was you do, but you didn't have the, the backstory to see. And what I liked about this one, when Luke took uh, Grogu or so baby Yoda, when he took Grogu, he specifically said, I'm going to take care of him and protect him as, as much as I can. Yeah. With my life, he says, yeah, with my life. Yeah. So you realize that Luke is now trusting or is, is taking all of these younglings and these, uh, these potential Padawans in the future. And that starts to show how invested he was emotionally. And then I think that will help to see why he, he left because of how emotionally attached he was to all of his Padawans. That's a good take. I like that. I'm not saying that's totally it, but like no, but that's, really I, that's, that's how I, that's I start really to see a connection yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. So how, how is Bo-Katan going to resolve getting the dark saber from oh. Mando? Which yeah. is funny because I totally uh-huh. forgot about that because of Luke. It just totally slipped my mind after. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's yeah, a, that's that a, thing. yeah, that's a storyline that I'm sure they're going to have to pick up and resolve at some point. Well, a year from a, now. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, this was a thing that was amazing with this episode is it pulled together the plot threads from this season yeah. in a satisfactory, satisfying way. But then it opened up like 18 other plot threads. And that's one. the first one I had written down was Bo-Katan versus Mando. What's the story with this? Now, here's another bit of trivia for you, Dana, is in Rebels, Sabine gets the Darksaber. And then she decides to give the Darksaber to Bo-Katan, basically giving her the crown of Mandalore with all of the other leaders of the Mandalorian clans, clans present. And they all say, yeah, we're going to buy off on this. So so that was just a giving of the Darksaber. Why now do you have to do 
those big fights to make that work. I don't and, know. Right. So, you know, you, you know, Star Wars fandom, it's like you got so many people on Twitter and this is really part of the reason why I think I'm going to give up social media at the beginning of the year. Cause it just frustrates me so much. That was actually <laughs> a goal of mine that I did not share in the last one is, is to I've, give up. I've almost done with getting rid of social media. Totally. Yeah, anyway, I, I digress. I, I think I'm, I, I think I'm out, but it's like, you know, you've got all these people who just want to complain about something and already everybody's like, but that's not consistent. Well, you know what? Like, Dave Filoni's got this all figured out. These are the same people who are complaining about, you know, why does the Mandalorian not take off his mask? You know, they're retconning it because there's all these Mandalorians in the animated series who took off their mask. Well, he has a very good explanation for it, right? It's because of the group of Mandalorians that Din Djarin got pulled into. I am sure there's there's some good reason as to why this is the case right now, but it's going to be interesting to see how that all unfolds. I, I also thought it was interesting who did not get killed, right? The, the doctor did not get killed. He didn't. So he's still yeah. alive. Moff Gideon did point. not get killed. Yeah. Uh, so interesting that they will have some, I'm sure some presence in the next seasons. Which by the way, Moff Gideon, like Giancarlo Esposito, what an amazing actor. And, amazing. and the fact that, he is able to be the ultimate bad guy, right? He's been the bad guy on, um, at least like two Breaking other bad on Breaking He's Bad Breaking... And, mm-hmm. and Better Call Saul. He's the bad guy in The Boys now, starting with season two, and he brings the same level of evil to everything he does. But the characters are very, very different, which I think very. is just amazing. He's very different. It's also interesting that you know, like, how did he know? Everything when he was in there protecting Yoda, our baby Yoda, he said, uh, "Just assume that I know everything." I think it's because he comes from the Imperial Security Bureau, the ISB, which is essentially the CIA of the Star Wars world, and so he is able to electronically monitor everything that's going on. I, I assumed he was watching everything, like on monitors or whatever. And and to- mm-hmm. and you could see that based on the expressions on his face when when Luke came in. Then he, he knew what was going on, he right? Knew I, then he knew, he, 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 he knew yeah. that there was real problems. I don't know if, yeah. So what? That's another plot. So I, yeah, I wrote down that one. Like, what's going to happen with Moff Gideon, and then the scientists, which again I totally forgot about because again yeah. you're so focused on what happened at the end with Luke, and and then you you we also have the big one, which is with Bobo and Fennec, what happens, you know, there, and it's got a whole new spinoff. Well, okay. Happening. So let me, so let me tell you, so let me tell you this story, right. Is the show ends and I'm watching the credits. Cause I like to watch the credits and I see the list of, you know, they, they always do a good job of like the main guest stars are really yeah. big. And then it cuts to like the super little tiny box. They, they bring the font size down to like four points. For the, and then you it know, runs through it really fast. Right. You can't even read it. Cast. Yeah. And, I, and I like to pause it because I like to see, you know, it's usually recognizable names, at least to somebody like me. And I hit pause and they were like, Bib Fortuna by Matthew Wood. And I was like, wait, where was Bib Fortuna? And uh, like, I was about to hit rewind. Like, did I miss Bib Fortuna being, you know, he's, he's Jabba's, Jabba's mm-hmm. major domo. And um, I was literally just about to hit rewind. I was like, wait, after credit scene, yeah. <laughs> hit play again. <laughs> and lo and behold, 
uh, and, and, you know, there may be some people who are listening to this, actually, probably not at this point, but there may be some people who listen to it and, and turned it off when the credits rolled. But, oh, no, you must watch past the credits because it may have been one of the best post credit scenes of any Marvel or anything else that I've seen. That was great. And that certainly raises a lot of questions, too. Yes. So, Jake, going back to your big ones, the other really big one for me is, will we see Grogu again? And what, I think yes. what will happen? How will how will that happen? Will that be evolutionary? I, I sense that somehow he and Mando are going to meet again. But what will the circumstances and conditions and how will his training have gone? And so lots of potential there, too. Yeah, my... First of all, from a serious standpoint, you have one of the most iconic characters that's ever been developed, I think, in the Star Wars universe, really. Other than Vader, of course. I mean, you can go back. There's so so many. But really, one of the biggest. Yeah, I mean, merchandise-wise, you cannot – I mean, I have one in the back. I have, my, I have Grogu in the back on my shelf, and so many people do with shirts and everything else. So I have a hard time believing he is disappearing. Yeah, However, but, but, think but, but this, think about the Razor Crest. I mean, that was, that, yeah. that was pretty <laughs> dominant. That's true. gone. <laughs> yeah, Race Request is gone. But one thing that I thought of this year, I kind of thought back to this season, they've they've almost set it up a little bit where he's he's not as upfront as a character as he was in the first season. Um, so, yeah, well, he's not going to be prominent. They're really focusing more on, on Din's character, Din Djarin's yeah. character. Um, however, I still just don't think he will, he'll fade. Plus, with all of these other things happening, he could possibly appear in the Ahsoka series. He can possibly appear right. in another series. Yeah. And then from yeah. what we've been told, it's supposed to end with a very climactic and almost similar to the end game where right, it all to kind Avengers of comes together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's I think that's good. I think that's that's true. I, I keep thinking about how they were setting up the uh, Grogu exploring the dark side. Right. Like that's definitely a thread that they left. And so I was thinking about, you know, is it going to require the love of his father to ultimately turn Grogu from the dark or, you know, kind of the gray or flirting with the dark to the light side? I could see that as being a a way to follow up on that thread. Right. Well, and then I have the open question of depending on how he develops, why doesn't he have a presence in the last trilogy? Right. Right. You don't see him there at all. So they either have to figure out why doesn't he show up and explain that away or uh, do away with him. Well, it's also you, you could also make that argument as to why Ezra didn't show up. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not not to say Ezra was never created before this, of course, yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah. but but uh, to, to Ahsoka's point in the two episodes ago, she said there aren't many Jedi left, but they're out there. So they're still very much hidden. And, you know, he, why didn't he show up later? He could have went into exile again because of the, uh, you know, the dark yeah. side rising again. It, it's still possible. But again, he may have passed too. We don't know. And Hopefully not. And maybe he was trained on Luke on that remote island off of Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> he was just on the other side of the island the whole time. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of what they're doing with Hera from rebels right is mm-hmm. yeah Ezra was gone but now they've kind of retconned that that Hera and the ghost were around for uh the episode for a new hope 
Right. They talk yeah. about her in Rogue One. You see Chopper go by in Rogue One. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's all really interesting. I, I do want to talk before we uh, wrap up here about that whole idea of the book of Boba Fett that was was teased. So, you know, all sorts of ways the story could go. I'm I'm really excited about the idea that maybe we can come back to some of the threads that were left open at the end of Solo. Because now, like, w- what I immediately read into what we saw of Boba Fett at the end of this episode was he's taking over the Hut crime syndicate is going to be Boba Fett. And we know that we've got Kira and Darth Maul who took over the Crimson Dawn. Um, you know, you could do a whole underworld feud, Goodfellas, uh, um, Godfather in the world of Star Wars, which I think is something that George Lucas had always wanted to explore. That could be where the book of Boba Fett goes, and I'd be all for it. I'm in to see Kira and and Darth Maul again. That's what my brother, my brother's also a huge Star Wars fan, which is, I guess is not obvious, but um, him and I were talking, and he his first reaction was, are we going to see the air quotes dead Darth Maul now? in in this new in this new series which is very possible um but anyway it it he's the boba fett of this boba fett i'm sorry is way cooler than the boba fett that was in the originals <laughs> like, i never liked boba, boba fett <laughs> this boba fett is so much better <laughs> so much better well you know when when boba fett showed up a couple episodes ago and just was amazing i i told sherry like this is a promise that I've been waiting for, for, for 41 years, right? Because we first learned about Boba Fett when it was the mail away free character, uh, for free action figure from Kenner. It, you know, it was like character from the new star Wars movie, Boba Fett. And so, you know, in, in my generation of star Wars fans, everybody thought Boba Fett was just going to be the coolest. And he was pretty cool in empire strikes back. But, yeah. you know, in Jedi, he met a very untimely end. They and basically so, were just trying to get rid of him. They were trying to get rid <laughs> of him. a character. Right. They yeah. had to write him off really quick. And, and yeah. so, yeah, this was the first time that I really was like, yeah, I am a Boba Fett fan now. And I've, I, I, I've heard your voice a thousand times, she said. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that was a great line. That was a great line. So line. good. That's great. But then also from the production point of view, something that we don't know at the recording of this, we may know by the time it actually gets up there, is is what exactly is the book of Boba Fett? I, I keep looking on websites today and everybody keeps saying, oh, it's a new spinoff show. You know, They were keeping it a secret until – from the investor call thing until this episode, until this episode released, but nobody that's not never with a quote from Lucasfilm or anything like that. So right. the book of Boba Fett could be a completely new series. It could just be the title of the Mandalorian episode or series three, season three, or the Mandalorian could turn into the book of Boba Fett like that, you know, like, like maybe we're going to do a, a mid season pivot or maybe it's a movie I, I don't know. It's very mysterious. I don't I don't know exactly what it's going to be or what's going to happen. So it was not one of the 10 series announced. Was not. No. no. Interesting. Uh-uh. Which makes not. sense because, again, it was right before this. They didn't want to give anything away. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Um, so final thing. I know the Boa Fett was huge. But my final thing I did want to mention, that to me was one of the most uh, emotional moments when, when, Gro- when Grogu left – and was holding on to Din, uh, to Din Djarin, 
at the end. I don't think I've ever cried as much on a Star Wars show or a movie for that matter than that moment. I've teared up in moments. I've teared up with uh, with uh, with Carrie Fisher's some of her last scenes, yeah. um, especially in Last Jedi. Um, I've, I've done in, in different spots. That moment was hard. Maybe it's because it was like a, a father. Well, I don't have a son, but it's like, you know, it's that kind of moment. Um, but man, they they figured out in this whole series how to use the action, how to use suspense, how to use heart, I think, better than I've seen in the past. I'm right there with you, brother. I, you know, and, and I'm, I'm notorious for, <laughs> I, I bring boxes of Kleenexes with me to Star Wars movies. Cause I just, you know, I just weep through them uncontrollably usually, but I, I am right there with you. And, and the thing that really resonated with me was, um, you know, when, when my youngest Jackson was a baby, he needed kidney surgery when he was about one year old. And, you know, we went to the hospital with him. And when it was time to go into the OR, we we gave him to the doctor and the doctor carried him away. And he was, you know, had his head over the doctor's shoulder and was just looking at us. Like, why you know, not really understanding what was going on. But he, you know, mm-hmm. but he seemed fine. He wasn't sad or anything. He was just like, okay, well, he, he had exactly the same look as Grogu. Mm-hmm. And that's what just kicked me right in the front. I knew exactly how Din Djarin was feeling there because it's just like, you know, it's the right thing to do. You know that you're entrusting your child to the right person, but oh, to that leap of faith in letting go is just agonizing. Yeah, and it was a moment. It was a great moment, uh, and I don't know. It was just it was great to to see how they've added heart back in. Not to yeah. say that there hasn't been it, but I thought, man, they did just a phenomenal job with the with acting. And writing <laughs> and so, all of it combined. So we can't really wrap up until we introduce this. This They yeah. added heart, but they also added lack of heart when they introduced the dark troopers. Oh, yeah. Oh, Those yeah. guys are nasty. <laughs> you, you, so, we, so the three of us, all we always have a, a text chat. And I think, Dana, you said, those guys are nasty. And then about a minute later, you said... And very cool, but awesome. <laughs> but awesome. <laughs> no heart, right? Just they just take orders, and they are vicious. Oh but they're goodness. no match for the Jedi. You're right, right? And they're, now they're gone, gone. At least, at least as far as, as we know. Platoon. Yeah, I yeah. Bet they can platoon. make some more. Exactly. Uh, yeah, they are a good foil. They are a really, really good and scary, scary bad guy. And you know, it, it's it's very parallel to what we saw last season of you know, Din Djarin being attacked and his parents being killed by the droids. And remember that was a big theme of last season was his antagonism towards droids because of that. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was a really good payoff for that. I, I don't think we've seen the end of that whole. I don't think, I don't so, think either. so either. They're too cool. It's a great. It's a great added villain on top of all the other villains that they already have. Yeah. Well, great stuff. Great way to end the year. I'm, I'm sad. It's probably going to be about another year before we see more star Wars content. Although, um, the uh, the new book series, The High Republic, which is set, I think they said mm-hmm. three or four hundred years before the original Star Wars, before episode yep. four, uh, that starts in January. And that seems pretty exciting. You know, a lot of the the professional Star Wars fans, that I, like Dan, who we had on our show 
mm-hmm. previously. Um, they've been talking a lot about the these first books that they've gotten previews of, that they're very, very good. And um, we know that at least one of the new shows that's coming out is set during that High Republic period. So it's, it's, it's perfect reading to be prepped for when that new show eventually comes. So that's going to tide us over until then. Yes. All right. Well, yeah, it's probably time to wrap up. We, we've gone longer than we did on our actual real show, but I kind of suspected that <laughs> might happen. <laughs> but it was great. Great to watch that with you guys. And thanks for dialoguing with us. And uh, we'll see you all again next year. Great. Take care, everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks, and as everybody. always, may the force be with you.